This is One Heat Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. Look like gangbangers working the local 7-Eleven to you. Robbery homicides take you. Give me all you got! Give me all you got! I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. I'm trying to stop guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard. This series was and is an in-depth look at Michael Mann's 1995 crime epic Heat, a minute at a time. We have more episodes than minutes because we've had people come back and jump in and join us on this journey. And today I'm bringing you this extra special bonus teaser episode to discuss the series continuing in a more consistent manner and it feels really weird to even contemplate kicking off this series and continue it without one of my true friends one of the most amazing supporters of said series and a man who literally saved me in a moment that I was crippled and overwhelmed by emotion in one of the most important episodes of the show that man is the uber extreme talent Seriously, nobody bleeds like him about movies. TM, our friend Jordan Harper, he is an editor and writer at Brightwall Dark Room. Uh, he is the fantastic dulcet tones behind the incredible Increment Vice podcast, which just came back to properly conclude with one PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson, and uh, he's just truly one of my favorite people to talk to on podcasts. You're going to hear him very shortly as the centerpiece of the final episode of Zodiac Chronicle because our conversation uh, is suitably heady and uh, I would not want to end really any show that I ever do without thinking of this man. It is my legendary friend, Travis Woods, man. Thank you so much for coming back to this little bonus teaser uh, of what is to come with One Heat Minute continuing. Legendary, jeez, Louise. Well, all right, cool. I'll take it. Uh, I quite like. I quite like what Jordan said about bleeding for the movies. I'll take that. That's 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 epitaph. That's on your. Yeah, that's on your epitaph, baby. That's as good yeah. as it gets. Yeah, I, I'll take it. Uh, you know, and we're here. I'm. You, I'm back. Uh, we're back. Uh, talking about heat again. Um, and you know, I gotta. Sure, I guess. Credit where it's due to what's his name, Michael Mann, I guess. <laughs> uh, but you, you know, I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, when you you mentioned me, kind of saving you during a brutal moment, what you were referring to, uh, if, if somehow regular listeners don't know what you're talking about, it was I was a guest on the second to last minute, which is really the greatest minute of the fucking movie because that's sure. that's the hand holding, that's the told you I ain't going back um you know it's that moment um even michael mann didn't get that moment come on he got the credit he got the credits i got the you know uh, not his to, name not appeared be, on the his name appeared on the fucking screen in the middle sure, that he sure. I, but i mean he got the credits it to paraphrase uh you know put your earmuffs on your kids to paraphrase the rock i gotta fuck the prom queen so whatever <laughs> 
But moving along, uh, Blake is referring to a moment at the beginning of that second to last episode where you got a little choked up. You got a little emotional because you were saying goodbye to this series that you had really just devoted just a Herculean, insane amount of your time and energy to and your obsession to. And I kind of jumped in for you for a minute. And one of the things, and I'm sure uh, listeners are going to hear that, is um, I basically demanded that you not take one heat minute away from us. (laughs) And I gave a bevy of possibilities, methodologies to keep the show going. One was, hey, you know what? Do, do, do one heat minute for the commentary track, which is very entertaining. Um, and, uh, or, you know what? I was like, there's a, I believe we talked about the fact, the fact that there were rumors, there was chatter about a heat book coming out, mm-hmm. a sequel prequel. And I begged, and I pled that if that were to happen in that moment of your weakness, as you were sitting there, I begged you to bring one heat minute back for that. So here we are. It's a couple of years later. Here we are. A couple of fellas, you do what you do. I do what I do. And it seems like you have something new to talk about. Why don't we just quickly jump back to that moment of weakness? Wow. Right. This is now is the end. This is, this is it. This we're is, here. It's, we're, we are right here. It's over. And like, I keep thinking of you. Um, <laughs> I keep thinking of you when this, this whole thing wraps up. You're just, you really are just going to be standing there like, uh, like Hannah, just kind of those owlish eyes peering into the middle distance of the darkness, just realizing it's over. And you're just standing there as, uh, as Moby starts to play. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like like Hannah, you're standing there going, well, what now? And um, oof, I, I, I will say, I think as for what now, uh, you know, we do know that there is a, a heat prequel novel coming. <laughs> we and, sure do. Um, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, by the time you're li- and by the time you're listening to this, you would have heard Reed Coleman, the author of said novel, yeah. has been on One Heat Minute. And gosh, I, I, I just, I, I think you'd be really hurting a lot of people uh, <laughs> if you didn't, if you weren't willing to go out there and do a one heat page podcast <laughs> and just keep this going for us, Blake, uh, just, just, just a little while longer, burn through the book. And maybe if we're still need, if we're still in need, redo one heat minute, but just do like the man commentary track, and just do one heat minute for the commentary track because it's a great commentary. Um, but just just don't take this away from us, not yet, because like uh, I'm, not, make, I'm not ready. I will make the commitment to you now, Travis, that I haven't actually said to anyone yet. If there's a heat prequel movie, I'll bring back the show. <laughs> a heat oh, prequel God. movie. I'll bring back the show. The book I will read voraciously and uh, and you know, having read on the show so far to talk about little bits and pieces, obviously you can't there would be no spoilers in what you heard, but just us talking about the things that resonated with him from the film and would have been carried through to the way he approached it. Um, if there's a heat prequel movie, and particularly if the great man himself is directing it, I I think I I think I would absolutely extend the show. But that's that's a caveat for everyone out there that I would do that. You know, 
I think you're teasing me, Blake. And you know, we're we're sitting here like a couple of fellas. Couple of regular you do fellas. You do, and I do what I gotta do. And you know, now that we've been face to face on Skype, <laughs> if I'm there and I gotta make you record another podcast, <laughs> I won't like it. But I tell you, if it's between you and some poor bastard whose life you're gonna make one heat minute less, Blake, you are going down. Well, you gotta. Trav, there's a flip side to that coin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What if you do got me boxed in and I have to do another Michael Mann movie minute by minute? I'm just letting you know if it's if it's a heat prequel novel, a heat prequel sequel film, The Godfather Part Two, if you will, to heat. I will not hesitate. Not for a second. <laughs> so, 19 January, 2022, 9 a.m. Exclusive, Michael Mann is ready to rip on Heat 2, a novel he has written with Edgar winner Meg Gardner that expands the tapestry of his 1995 classic film. On the show, people would remember one of the uh, other writers who had taken a crack at it and wasn't able to at that time, Reed Farrell Coleman, had joined in and spoken about Heat and spoken about how fresh the novel was in his mind and working with Michael Mann at that time. And, uh, you know, due to creative differences, I guess you'd probably say, it didn't end up um, happening at that time. And so the release of the book was pushed back. But Michael Mann told Deadline, it's been my intention for a long time to do further stories of Heat. There's always been a rich history or backstory about the events of these people's lives before 1995 and the projection of where their lives would take them after. And... Now we get the clarification that it is set six years before Vincent Hanna, you know, as a post-Vietnam vet trying to establish himself in the Chicago PD, starts hunting down high-end criminals. Uh, Neil McCauley working through and uh, building his crew out there and then continues in 2002 or basically 1995, a single day after the movie, events of the movie take place, where Christian Hellas tries to escape LA and then the six years following as Vincent Hanna hunts down Chris Hairless. Some of those details I'd already known about in some of the conversations with Chris, uh, between Reed Farrell Coleman and myself, which I have shared with Travis offline. There's never been uh, revealed because I didn't want people to get ahead of themselves on where this story was going to go. But as soon as the news came out about Heat 2, I wanted to jump on and I feel like I just wanted to put this out there and tell people that this was always going to happen if this book happened. Travis made me promise, and it was actually just before my me, me being uh, bewildered by the effect of this movie on me. And even before we even got to that minute, as you would have just heard, I told Trav this would happen again. There would be a continuation of this series. And, I mean, it just feels like it has to happen. It would feel like it would feel wrong if one heat minute didn't continue when there is more heat to discuss. Exactly. And that's, you know, why we, the fans with our pitchforks and our torches need to demand that the creatives keep pumping out content whenever we want it, whenever we need it. That's, that's <laughs> the way things, it's the way things should be. Um, you know, I mean, it, that's not true, but as complete a vision as heat is, it is gargantuan and long a vision as heat is what is so wonderful about that tapestry is that it is so overstuffed with delights and potential and filaments of stories that you only get 
the barest wisps of, um, you know, the entirety of Vince and Hannah's backstory in the film is given to us as an offhand warning by Nate uh, to Tim McCulley. You know, he's a, he's a hot dog, graduate school, Marine Corps, Lieutenant Robbery Homicide, Major Crimes Unit. He's taken down some heavy crews, blew away Frankie Yonder in Chicago, and he was a fucking maniac. Worked, working narcotics before that, that's the problem. He's divorced twice, current wife's Justine. He's why the extra heat. That, what is that? That's like six lines, right? But you already get the idea. It's less than a minute. Yeah, it, it, it's less than a one heat minute. Less than a one heat minute. He's in a car beneath an underpass, and it looks like it's a confessional in a church. That's how it's lit. And I remember talking to Dr. Hamish Ford, who's a great Australian film scholar, uh, and my tutor on uh, at the University of Newcastle, and he talked about that moment. And and I just remember that so fondly. And and I always remember Frankie Yonder in Chicago, and he's a fucking maniac. And so he's I think that maniac. he's a fucking maniac. And I'm like, major well, that's, cruise. he's a major crew. And I'm like, I can't wait to see and who Frankie Yonder, in fact, a real criminal from Chicago, and yes, also a real because life fucking because of course, and a real life fucking maniac. So plenty to draw from there. And but that line, it is so that description of Vincent is so evocative. And it is honestly, I mean, we get obviously we get lots of backstory or not backstory, we get lots of evidence throughout the film that um Vincent is as as Nate says, you know, funny as a heart attack. Uh three marriages. What the fuck do you think that means? He likes staying <laughs> home, it means he's one of those guys out there prowling around all night, dedicated with this guy with this much heat, you should pass. That that moment in the underpass, which is again less than a minute, of John Voigt warning De Niro, warning McCulley, like he's why this heat you need to lay off. He can take down Frankie Yonder, you can take down someone like you. That's kind of all we get. I mean, yeah, yes. we see him, we see him coming home, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, god damn <laughs> chicken. You know, we see these moments, but it's really that that crystallizes who Vincent is. And that's kind of the miracle of heat is you get like an entire novel's worth of information uh, 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 presented to you in a paragraph. Mm. Now, as clean as that is, and as wonderful as that is, and as cool as that is, I wouldn't, I won't lie and say, I, you're goddamn right. I would take a whole book of Vincent Hanna taking down Frankie Yonder, blowing him away in Chicago and taking down his entire fucking crew. I'll I'll read that book. <laughs> and the fact, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying that the Frankie Yonder case is what's happening in the book, but I'm not saying it's not either. And I think that that's, um, I think that that's pretty cool. And when you, what we're going to, and again, in tip, and it's weird to be talking about it almost like it's a franchise, but in <laughs> heat fashion, you're going to layer that with other threats, these other stories. You're going to layer that with, uh, future Chris Shaherless, well, our past, but future Chris Shaherless, which is, it's interesting. It's always interesting to me. He's the guy that gets away. Cause I feel like he's the guy that would be dead in Las Vegas three weeks from now, uh, either because of, because of the drugs or the drink or the fact that he gets in wrong with the wrong bookies and uh, blows all the, uh, the, that one uh, massive satchel full of money that he has uh, that he ends up blowing that in Vegas and, and, you know, dead within a month or two out of uh, self-loathing uh, for leaving his family. So it's interesting that he's actually, I'm curious, like, is he turning in, is he going to turn into become like Neil 
and divorce himself of all of all things and literally just be ready to uh, as soon as he sees the heat come around the corner let go of everything and walk and walk right there and that brings me to the most important thread i think which is one of the biggest conversation points that i think began to erupt through and ripple throughout one heat minute and I think I probably have to give Jordan Harper credit for being the first person to talk about it. Was the fact that Neil McCulley is not the cold ass French nihilist, uh, neo noir <laughs> anti hero that we think he is and that he acts like he is, but that he was probably someone more like Wayne Grow. Yes. Who did have born to lose tattooed across his chest after doing uh, during a liquor store holdups got himself thrown in prison and had to learn a philosophy that allowed him to never go back yes and i'm i'm curious if just as and this again i don't know this this is i'm but and it, can I'm i can i can i say right now at the time of recording nor do i okay but but even even though you and Michael Mann are pin pals, um, <laughs> but well, well, in this instance, we're not pen pals per se. But you I guys will talk tell more you, than I talk to him. I talk more than I talk to him. <laughs> I will say that um, Edgar Award-winning Meg Gardner and I have been in touch, and that's someone who I think knows all the details. Well, there you go. Put a feather in your cap, buddy. Jesus, <laughs> rub it in everybody's face. But I think what's going to be doing really... this for you, you made me I know, promise. I know, I know that's true. But I, I do think it would be interesting to watch an arc of Shaherless becoming more like Neil. And I wonder if, and, and maybe we'll see if there was a if there was a period where Neil was far more like Chris, if Neil was far more like Wayne Grow, which was mm. kind of a growing thread. Um, I know I batted that idea around. I know that uh, Harper did too. And I think it's an interesting, I think it's the most interesting vision of that character possible is that Neil, Neil is not the icy uh, Jean-Pierre Melville protagonist that you think he is when you watch the movie the first time. That you realize someone would only institute that code upon themselves if they were out of control. Yes. And that the real Neil McCulley that we see the real Neil McCauley is that guy driving in that tunnel with Edie, realizing he's going to risk everything to put a bullet in Wayne Gro's chest and then his fucking head. <laughs> the sm smiling in an almost nihilistic glee at the fact that he's going to go, he's going to, he's, he's going to be a cowboy. And that is the real Nate, excuse me, Neil calling him Nate but that is the real Neil I think and I'm very curious if we're going to see a a bit more ragged a bit more wild Neil McCulley than the very tamped down version we get in the film that 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 if we're talking things to hope for I think that would be an interesting contrast if again I'm literally just pretending now what I think the book is going to be <laughs> but uh you know you almost get this kind of godfather two parallel of Chris becoming more like Neil and Neil at one time being much more like Chris and it all in binding these two men, of course, is funny as a heart attack. Vincent Hanna 
lieutenant and robbery homicide major <laughs> crimes unit. And God, I'm already, aren't you excited, man? I'm excited. I can't, ah, whew, more heat. Come on. You know, just every, every, every middle-aged, every middle-aged white guy <laughs> in America right now. It just, they're, and they're the a little world. bit more awake. They're a little bit more awake. Oh yeah. The world. That's right. Cause didn't mean to exclude our friend, our Aussie friends. Pardon me, but like, I apologize. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm tickled pink. I'm tickled I, pink. By I can say this with every fiber of my being. There is no human being on the planet, save for the person I'm talking to right now. And maybe Mr. Jordan Harper and Jet Airs and really are deep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keep crew like Jan Johans, Bill Get Beery, the incredible just lineup of not only one heat minute guests, but one heat minute supporters and fans. That is like vibrating on the frequency that is different now because I know that at least this really shitbag three years uh, <laughs> that we've had all collectively, but just knowing that 2022 has in August, this book coming out is something that is so incredible. And you know, um, you made me say this so many times in our epilogue of increment vice. This don't mean we're back together. Um, so I'm just going to flip that sentiment on its head and say, there was no way that I was ready to get back together with heat after what we had done to end the show. I was so proud of how it ended. I was so moved by it. I hadn't, I haven't watched heat really since until we broke out of lockdown um, which is in 2020, like a million lockdowns ago. And I was totally ready to not have to have a, another thing to say about it because I felt like everything that could have been said was said and said richly and, 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 and collaborated on to make that show happen. But I'm ready to get back together. Well, geez, buddy, how are we doing this? Is what is this? We can do one heat chapter. Is it one heat page? I mean, gee, that, well, no, I, gonna, how are I you think, doing this? I Explain think it's, this to the people. I think it's lunacy to do one one page at a time, despite the fact that I think a lot of people wish for that. That's not going to happen. I feel like a chapter at a time is absolutely the way to go. And the reason that I say that is, I'm not going to limit it necessarily to even the format. So one heat minute while. Um, it allows that incredible laser focus, just as we did with Increment Vice, where we had whole scenes that you could talk about. I'm going to have a chapter at a time, and I'm not just going to limit it to single guests. I'm going to have multiple guests. They're going to be tapestry-like chapters, talking through this stuff, talking about the book content itself, talking about elements of the chapters, highlighting some of the amazing uh, critical and creative voices that we both now collectively know that want to talk about this book and about this film again. And so it's going to probably be a much more, uh, uh, have much more production kinship to something like Increment Vice and Zodiac Chronicle in that way, but we're going to tackle it a chapter at a time. Really meaty, in-depth convos that dive into absolutely everything you can want to talk about. Multiple guests, lots of stuff, uh, lots of production, um, but really finding a way to 
synthesize everything that's going on in every chapter of the book and then talk about it and then how it how it echoes into uh, into the film i think that that's what it's going to have to be in my mind that's how i've built it in my head already like conceptually so i don't think we're going to miss anything i can unequivocally say this nothing will be missed no stone will be unturned just as one heat minute these chapters will go as long as they need to these episodes on each chapter we'll be breaking it down a chapter at a time there'll be lots of conversations for example you know anyone who's listening to zodiac chronicle right now and if you haven't i strongly recommend it like there are 24 episodes and i reckon i've done more than 70 interviews for the show so if you're listening to it, 70 hours um, have gone in interweaved um, throughout that show and as well as being scripted, as well as those other things. So I, I feel like um, it's going to have a lot more polish uh, than some of especially the earlier episodes of One He Minute, which is a scrappy, you know, uh, which is a scrappy thing when it first started. But I feel like that watching the way it takes shape and, 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 and already having so many people put their hand up to be a part of the show before it's even started i'm just thrilled that that's how it's going to look in my head and i hope that people get a kick out of listening to it when we uh when we get to it boy oh boy you think you think man wrote the book just to get the show back on the air i had probably had a, did right i just want to say i have to read this because my friend shoe cute is a huge part of why uh, a huge instigator of uh, of the the original show, and uh, I, I can't thank him enough for what he did. But he wrote this tweet that just absolutely had me howling and and also like almost crying um, with, with laughter, which was something like, "Can you imagine if it says for Blake?" <laughs> <laughs> that's the dedication oh and i was like i was like i that, don't even joke about that that would be so ridiculous like that I, and, and i'm obviously not singularly um responsible for anything other than just holding you know other than you know setting setting the table for this campfire of this movie um to just for people to come in and say their piece and and catalog it for everyone and put it out there but Man, that would be so silly and crazy, and uh, and you know, in some ways, I, in some ways, I go, man, if that was to happen, I, I don't even know what I would do. I don't, I, I cannot say what I would do if I read something like that. If it was anything in the acknowledgments, I would just like. Well, I mean, you mind. guys already spend Christmases together. <laughs> um, you I, know, I like the Travis's imagining your, of what Michael your, Mann and I's relationship kids, is. Your kids play together. Uh, I, I know how I, I, I know you hide this shit from me because you know that, <laughs> like, I, I know what goes on. I know what goes on. Well, um, you know, uh, well, I mean, that would be pretty wild. Um, I don't know that that's gonna happen though. But, I don't think it's gonna uh, happen at all. But, uh, but it speaking would be of wild. which, wasn't it great when this this news broke and like for once Twitter was fun again? Like, yes. Twitter was fun again for like two hours when this news broke, yes. You know, even the people like there was not even those the scolds. It would be like people would be like, "Fuck yeah, he too," and someone would go, "Yeah, but it, what about capitalism?" Yes. You know, just, <laughs> I, I mean, hey, I, I, I agree with you. You know, capitalism is terrible; it's killing us all. But um, you know, everyone let us have our moment. And um, you know, I saw Stu's uh, tweet. There were a lot of really good ones. Um, Chris Evangelista did a great one of like. Um, uh, that look she's going to give you in August when you're reading the Heat 2 book and just put a picture of Edie smiling at Neil at the coffee shop. And I was like, <laughs> fucking, oh, oh, yeah. so, so many good, so many good then, tweets. Um, really good reactions. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the brilliant and hilarious uh, Melissa Kay, I saw that she 
she retweeted the trailer and what it's something like and i think like she said like heat is the only time i've ever unironically listened to moby because <laughs> um, i mean come on he's he's an annoying little guy but music used to great effect in both heat and the heat 2 trailer yes um and so yeah i had to call that out because that gave me that gave me a big laugh um yeah it's it's this is it's it's really weird it's 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 really weird in in the year of 2022 that we do have something this glimmer on the horizon uh shimmering shimmering like the iridescent algae in fiji shimmering on the horizon uh, uh something to actually look forward to i am i am kind of surprised that it actually happened uh, not because i don't think that man uh doesn't have the will to pull something like this off of course he does i just kind of stopped expecting good good things to happen really exciting things to happen uh, including any kind of sequel to Heat. And, and you know, you can't do a Heat film. You just can't. I don't yeah. think you can do another Heat film. And it, so, needed, it needed to happen in 2002. Sure. If it was going and, to happen, if it was going to happen, it would have had to have happened so quickly so that you could have Kilmer, so that you could have Pacino, and then have the opportunity to really look at the crop of young actors at the time and try and cast, try and yeah. cast a, a, an alter, alternative versions. But at the same time, you know, it's just, why mess with perfection? And I feel like a book in a way is a little different. Um, uh, even if you don't like the book, I feel like not. I feel like because it's a different medium, there's something somewhat separate about it. So that if it, you know, God help us all, uh, and we're dedicating a <laughs> podcast series to a book that's not very good. Um, if it doesn't work out, it's like, well, you know, it's its own thing. This is a book. It's not... It's not, not that books aren't important, but it, because it's a different <laughs> medium, it's just like it's just like well, it's just not the same. It's not a sequel. It doesn't. We, well, I don't have to acknowledge that it exists visually uh, the way I have to a, a really bad misconceived film. And, and, and similarly, though, similarly though, if it if it works, it, it enriches the text of the film the way, let's say, Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, loose adaptation slash tie in really enriches uh the text and i would even argue and people know that i love that film uh the once upon a time in hollywood ending of the book might in some ways be superior emotionally to the film and if heat 2 can kind of pull that kind sorry, of sorry sorry and and just to quickly interject i mean speaking of spending christmases with uh you know children and families i i, I I'm, not, I'm not talking about this right right now i believe that you, know, you you even got to have a conversation with someone who admired your, I mean, prayer to a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> your 10,000-word donation in blood to the movie's discourse. <laughs> well, um, I, 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 about that it. conversation and, and will you, remain between myself and that gentleman. Will it now? Oh, yes, there's, it lots, there's lots of Blake this and Christmas cards and children that, but look, my secretive and evasive friend will not acknowledge that maybe the creator behind such a thing not only had acknowledged your work mm. and appreciated your contribution, but that also he pegged you right from the outset that the final moments of the book, which I've read, <sighs> well, were, you know, was going to be right in your wheelhouse. 
And look you know, at that. Like, I'm, a, I'm a gentleman. I don't kiss and tell. Uh, you. <laughs> you know, this kind of locker room talk doesn't appeal to me. I'm a gentleman. Um, but back to what I was saying, when I, I'm going to change the subject real quick. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to get out of there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I mean, I think the. I think the novel is the way to go. I don't think like a, a fucking Netflix miniseries with all new actors or even de-aged actors um, or, you know. Going on record to say, despite my love of the Irishman, I do not, I, I think everyone talks about The Godfather Part Two as one of the greatest pieces of American cinema of all time. And one of the things that is so baller, and I don't, I don't know how many people have described Godfather Part Two as baller, but... One thing that is so baller about The Godfather Part Two is that you had the goal to have a young actor have to step into Brando's shoes. And I genuinely think, you know, in some contemporary series, and I've recently talked about it on another podcast about like how much I really appreciate the work that's being done in Yellow Jackets, given the opportunity for two actors to play the same role over different ages and watch how there's a continuity between the roles or there's not. Um, or, or, you know, the subtle continuities between the roles. I just genuinely think, you know, it's such a baller move. So getting to recast it imaginarily in your mind um, is is much more exciting, uh, I think, personally. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I just don't think anyone wants to see that. Um, and, but also, I mean, you know, even recasting, um, you know, a, a, young, a different actor for a young Brando. Yeah, of course it works because you're casting fucking... <laughs> 19 what is it 1971 72 bobby de niro so of course it's gonna work out just fine for you but you know this day and age i just don't know if i see someone rolling in like vincent hannah i don't i can't imagine some young five foot five actor rolling in with the kind of moxie that pacino <laughs> has i just don't uh I don't see it, um, or I mean, call him five five. We'll call him a celebrity five ten. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I just I don't see it. So I think a book I think is a perfect way to provide these bookends to the saga that we've lived with for for so long. We we get a enriched beginning and we get an enriched ending i mean i get i kind of get the feeling i mean if it's uh if it's uh if we've got pacino on the heels or excuse me not uh not pacino but uh, uh hannah on the heels of shaherless i kind of get the feeling it's gonna end with shaherless getting killed but then that might be too similar to heat so what are they gonna do see i'm already doing the thing where i'm already like, doing I'm the already, thing. I, I can't wait for the book i'm already going well, no, it's going to be these two different arcs, and you're going to have Vincent connect them, and then Vincent's going to have to kill Shaherlis because how else do you end this story? But uh, maybe not. Maybe it's going to it's going to be him just blowing away Frankie Yonder in Chicago, and he was a fucking maniac. <laughs> and uh, you know, maybe Shaherlis uh, continues because uh, there's all this stuff uh, in the the press release. It's going to take place. It's going to jump to like Taiwan and Southeast Asia. Um, does that mean, I mean, are we going to see like the deer hunter version of this story where, uh, uh, um, Shaher just flings himself into the far East, uh, crime circles. I'm, I'm very curious about where this book is going. And I think what's going to be interesting is, uh, and of course I'm, uh, I'm a Michael Mann bro. So I'm going to think all of this stuff is interesting, but I think that something that's going to be really interesting. Um, and I think will probably be explored in the show more is this is the story of heat being 
generated by Michael Mann of right now. Yes. Not Michael Mann of 1995. Mm. And Michael Mann of right now is a different artist than he was in 1995, just like he was a different artist than he was in 1981 when he made uh, Thief. And I'm very curious what the Michael Mann of now, how we are going to feel those aesthetic changes in, and that's not to take away from Meg Gardner's work in this, but given that this is Michael Mann's baby and he is kind of the magnetic north of this tale, I'm very curious how the Michael Mann of post Miami Vice, post Black Hat, is going to be approaching the storytelling of these characters that a very different Michael Mann created. Yes. And I think that that's going to be, that's the first thing I thought when I saw, you know, these things touching on Southeast Asian crime trade and things of that nature, which I think are far more the intellectual pursuits of Michael Mann of right now than Michael Mann of 1995. Yeah, Taiwanese crime syndicates and yeah, South I American mean, free trade zones. It's it's speaking the language of both Black Hat and Miami Vice, right? Mid there. mid you know mid 90s mid, mid 90s man. We're talking about Gladiator Academy, Chino. <laughs> you know, uh, we're talking about. Uh, but also, uh, your, that's your guy lives in Hillside Terrace in, in Encino. That, yeah, but now we're we're jumping into international waters. But also that key, di- you know, they talk about it as a key deep dive into Hannah. And is like the effects of Marine Corps service in Vietnam, conflicts in the Chicago PD, where he discovers his life's calling. And so um, I'm excited for that too, because there's, this is a guy that's writing about his formative, like essentially, you're formulating stories about his formative years where he sure. he was a sponge for everything that was happening in Chicago PD, uh, particularly in this moment. But look, I, I think this is more than enough of a morsel. And I think if you can see that Travis and I can almost talk for about 30 minutes just post postulating and pondering over heat. Um, I think there's going to be more than enough. There's going to be more than enough to talk about. And I feel like, um, I feel very happy in the most earnest and sincere way, even though my favorite person to rip on me, especially while the mics are on is you. Um, I feel very fortunate and grateful that the show one heat minute existed and, and creatively it was, I think one of my most freeing, uh, freeing creative enterprises that I've ever done in my life. And so it feels like this little bonus episode is as much a promise to you that it's going to be as good as it possibly can be from a show perspective, regardless of us, regardless of how we receive the ultimate uh, text. I feel like it's going to be just an absolute blast to talk to you again, to talk to our friends, Jordan Harper, Jed Ayers, Jen Johans, Bill Gerbiri, like you name it. Um, people like Joe Lynch, who was a huge endorser of the show early. Um, everyone's coming back. It's it's going to be a real um, it's going to be a real joyful uh, bringing back together of people talking about this movie again, which is the the, the biggest aspiration of the series is just people gushing about this movie. Um, and it's going to be the most hated enterprise uh, for my best friend Maria Lewis, who's just like, can't you fucking guys talk about something else other than heat? And I'm sorry to say. But as of August, no. Um, and one other thing I would just say too is a few people have asked, so I just want to tag it in this episode really quickly, is a few people have asked like, oh, so does that mean you're not doing Podcaster and Commander or some of the other shows you guys are thinking about coming up? Like, does that mean it's not happening? Absolutely not. 
we will be doing Podcaster and Commander. That is the next show that is happening on One Hit Minute Productions after Zodiac Chronicle. We'll obviously continue. We're obviously continuing Miami Nice. <laughs> We're obviously continuing Too Much Movie. We're obviously mm-hmm. continuing The Blues Brothers. Um, and, you know, I might be able to twist uh, my, my boy's arm here to come back for things other than heat. He's definitely coming back for a Miami Nice very soon, which we, uh, Katie and I are excited about. So there is a lot more coming. The boy, fires, boy, boy. the fire, the engine of heat. Taking down fucking maniacs like Frankie Younger in Chicago. Uh, that That is, uh, that's definitely our bag. So even a DSM-5 for what you have here, what is <laughs> this? This... <laughs> this I tell you, you know, men would rather start a second heat podcast than go to therapy. <laughs> yes, indeed. That is as true as that's a, that's a, that, that, speaking of epitaph, that can go on my, my tombstone should anything happen to me. Bless you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, so long, bless, brother. You're home you. free. Bless your heart. I told you I was never going back unless. The Heat 2 novel is coming out, so I guess I lied. So let's, uh, let's go listen to some Moby and have a good crack. Hi, this is Blake Howard, host and producer of One Heat Minute Productions podcast. We dive into the great and underappreciated cinematic works, often one minute or one scene at a time. Our crew of guests are some of the most wonderful filmmakers, writers, authors, and critics ever assembled. Our shows include One Heat Minute, Josie and the Podcats, All the President's Minutes, Increment Vice, and right now, Zodiac Chronicle. Check out oneheatminute.com or find us wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.